Thanks for checking out this message from Coastal Community Church. We hope it's helpful and encouraging. Good morning and welcome to Coastal. Man, after a welcome like that, I am jacked up and ready to preach. So, uh, no, it's uh, thank you, Chris Jones. I appreciate that. Uh, it's been a great morning already. Glad that you're here. It's a holiday weekend. Uh, we have a large group of uh, students and volunteers that are away uh, this weekend at their Strength to Stand conference. So keep those guys in your prayer. They're having a great, great experience. I had like 90 uh, students and uh, volunteers uh, in Pigeon Forge this weekend. So we're, we're excited for them. Um, today, uh, by the way, welcome. Welcome online. If you're watching online, I'm Pastor Chris. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, for tuning in. Uh, those of you who travel or you know, sick from time to time, uh, make sure you uh, take advantage of our online service. And then we have a rebroadcast of that service as well uh, at 6 p.m. in the evening. Uh, today, uh, we are in week three of this series we kicked off the new year with uh, called The New You. And uh, today, I want us to talk about an area uh, of life that we kind of often ignore. Uh, but it's definitely an area that wields tremendous, tremendous power uh, over our well-being, our happiness, and uh, our fulfillment. Uh, this is an area that often determines whether or not you're going to have a good day uh, or a bad day. It determines whether you feel optimistic about your future or pessimistic, whether you're hopeful or depressed, whether, you're, whether you lose your temper or you keep your cool. So you could tell this is a big deal. Uh, today, I want us to talk about our emotional health, the new you emotionally. Now, I realize that when I say emotional health, some of you already have got some preconceived ideas in your head. Like, first of all, I think some of you are thinking, oh, I get it, Pastor Chris. You're preaching today on emotional health. After Clemson's loss on Monday, you know, you, you, everybody's worried about me, you know, and uh, so this is, you know, I got to preach today about emotional health, but your pastor is doing fine. I'm okay, okay? Um, or some of you are thinking, oh, emotional health. I know I'm checking out right now because uh, I really don't have any big emotional issues uh, that I'm dealing with. And then a good number of the men in the room are checking out, and they're saying, hey, I'm out of here too because I'm not a woman. Okay, so, um, but I want everybody to understand something. Emotional health is, is not so much just about, you know, big emotional issues, uh, and it's also not a male-female issue. Okay, let's get all that on the table. It affects all of us. And so today I want to talk about creating habits in your life so that you can be emotionally healthy and mature for the rest of your life. Now, let's face it, all of us in this room, everybody that's watching, uh, we all face a wide range of emotions every day. And if you're not careful to create some healthy emotional habits in your life, then you become victim to whatever emotion you happen to be feeling in the moment. Okay. Now, some of you know this all too well, because instead of you know, controlling your emotions, ruling over your emotions, your emotions tend to control you. Maybe fear and worry have kept you from taking the next step uh, in your career. Maybe anger or bitterness uh, keep your friends or your family feeling like they're walking on eggshells around you. Maybe, maybe envy and jealousy has kept you from really enjoying all the things in life that God has blessed you with. You see, none of that. That's not the life that God intended you to live. Proverbs 17.22 says this, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. 
So here's what I want you to hear loud and clear today. No matter how physically healthy you are, and we talked about that path last week, if you are not emotionally healthy, you're not healthy. So today, I want to help you develop um, a biblical plan for becoming and remaining an emotionally healthy person. Now, before I do that, I want to give you three truths about your emotions that are important to understand, kind of lay the foundation for what I want us to talk about today. So here's the first one, if you're taking notes. Uh, God has emotions. God has emotions. Now, many times we don't think about that, uh, but yes, God has emotions. I mean, think about it. All through Scripture, you see examples where God feels joy, He feels grief, He feels deep pain or anger towards sin. In fact, I think the only reason you and I have emotions is that we were created in the image of God. So here's the second truth. My emotions are a gift from God. They're a gift from God. Now, they might not always feel that way, but even your negative emotions play an important role in your life. In fact, your emotions are one of the primary ways, the primary gifts that God gives you that make you distinctly human. I mean, if you didn't have emotions, you'd be a robot. You know, it, it's, your, it's your emotional ability that allows you to, uh, to love, to create, uh, to be kind, to be generous, to be faithful. But here's the third truth about your emotions. I can't always trust my emotions. I can't always trust my emotions. Your emotions are notoriously unreliable. They will often lead you in the wrong direction, uh, lead you to make the wrong decision. Your heart, your feelings are often wrong. Uh, your, your intuition is often flawed. Your emotions will lead you down the wrong path time and time again. Think about this for a second. I've said this many, many times, especially uh, to married couples. If you all acted on your feelings, all of you would be in jail. Okay, you would. That's true. So, here is the ultimate question that you've got to ask yourself. Do you want to be controlled and led by your feelings, your emotions, or do you want to be controlled by God? Because you can't have both. You know, do you want to live an emotionally driven life, or do you want to live a God-driven life? Now, I don't know about you, but I, you know, as, as a person, I am much happier, I'm much easier to live with when, when God is in control of my life instead of things like my anger, my fear, or my worry. So how do we do that? You know, how do I give control of my emotions and become uh, to God and become the new me emotionally? So that's what I want us to explore today. But to begin, I want to ask you a very personal question. I actually asked this um, on Friday in my email that goes out, my Friday Five, just to kind of get you, you know, in the right frame of mind, to get you start thinking about this. Okay, here's the question. In the season of life that you are currently in, what negative emotions, what feelings are you struggling with right now? You know, what emotion is kind of wreaking havoc in your life? What is it? But I, I want you to identify it. I want you to write it down today. You know, maybe, maybe it's anger. Maybe it's fear or sadness. Maybe it's anxiety with something, you know, that's going on at work or at home. Whatever it is, I want you to identify it. I want you to write it down. Because today, here's what I believe. I believe that God wants to help you. And I believe that God wants to give you a plan uh, to navigate 
those negative emotions. So here's the plan. Step number one, recognize that God understands my emotions. He knows what you're feeling. You know, life, life is about, you know, it's, it's full of good times and bad times. Everyone in this room, we all have moments that we cherish, and then we have those moments that we regret. We have, we have moments of, of intense pain and sadness, and we all have moments of great, great joy. Now, one of the big lies that you and I often tell ourselves when we, when we face this, this very wide array of emotions is that nobody else understands what I'm going through. No one understands what I'm facing. In fact, we even throw that lie out at God. And we'll say, God, you know, do you really understand? Do you understand what I'm going through? I don't even think you care. Now, maybe you're here and you've experienced the pain of a divorce. Maybe you've experienced the terrible pain of a miscarriage. Maybe it's the loss of a loved one. Maybe you found out recently that you lost your job. You know, whatever the feelings, whatever the emotions, whatever the situation may be, God knows your pain. And when you're wondering, you know, does God care? Does he even notice me? The answer is 100% yes. God absolutely cares. You know, in, in, in the midst of your brightest day and your darkest hour, God not only knows your emotions, but he understands them. He knows exactly what you're feeling. Look at Psalm 139, verse 1. Oh, Lord, you have examined my heart, and you know everything about me. He knows everything about you. And when you feel an unhealthy emotion just sweeping over you, whether it's uh, depression or anger, anxiety, here's the key, and I'm going to keep coming back to this, back to this today. Run to God. Run to Him. You see, you take that emotion directly to Him, and you tell Him, God, this is what I'm feeling right now. I am feeling anger. I am feeling this emotion come over me. And if it produced an action right now, it definitely would not be of you. Whatever it may be, God wants to know what you're dealing with. He wants to know what you're feeling. Now, does God already know what you're feeling? Absolutely He does. He just longs for you to come and bring it to Him. You see, that's the point. He wants a relationship with you. You see, we're, we're not telling him anything new when we come to him in prayer and we, we share this, you know, what we're going through, but rather what we're doing by that very act is we are showing him, God, I need you. God, I, I surrender this to you. We just sang that in that last beautiful song. We sang, God, I'm giving all of me, all of this to you and I absolutely need your help to deal with it. So God understands. Run to him with it. Step number two, saturate my mind with God's word. Saturate my mind with God's word. You see, here's the decision we've all got to make. What's going to be the guiding force in your life? You know, what's it going to be? Is it going to be this world, our culture? Is it going to be your emotions, your feelings? Or... Is it going to be God's Word? you got to choose. You, you, you can't have both. You know, God and His Word are going to control and guide and direct you. Or your emotions. Your feelings. And you're just going to be all over the place. 
You see, when we live according to our feelings, our emotions, we are constantly being swayed. You know, just like a, a leaf being blown about by the wind, uh, tossed around. And, and, and you're being directed, you're being guided by something that was never intended to direct you. You know, maybe you, you, you're constantly changing careers because, uh, you know, one moment you're happy and, you know, you're on cloud nine and you love, you know, your coworkers in this environment. And then the next day, you know, it's terrible and you're just not feeling it anymore. And so you find yourself in this constant, you know, season of change. You know, maybe in your marriage, you know, you're finding these challenges where, you know, one moment, man, you know, you're in love, you love your spouse, everything's great, you're best friends, and then the next moment, you're not feeling it anymore. You know, you know, you're strangers. Listen, if your emotions, if your feelings are in control, that's when you find yourself having no, no center, no foundation, you know, to keep you balanced and on track. And the tool that God gives us to do that for our center, for our foundation, is His Word. It's the Bible. And so when we saturate our minds with it, that's when we begin to find stability in the, you know, the craziness of our feelings and our emotions. In fact, there's one particular book of the Bible where its author really wears his emotions on his sleeve. And it's the book of Psalms, and uh, the, the author of most of it is David. And you really see this. You, you read through the Psalms, and you know, one second, David's like, God, you're the best. Man, I am in love with you. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you for your presence, for always being near to me. And then like the very next paragraph, it's like, God, where are you? You know, God, do you even care? I mean, over and over again, you see it. It's, it's this real, honest, kind of straightforward look at the ups and downs of the emotions that we all face. But what I want you to see, though, is where, the, where he lets those demotion, emotions direct him. Look at Psalm 119 with me. He said this, I lie in the dust. Revive me by your what? Your word. I, I, I weep with sorrow. Encourage me by your What? Your word. Notice he doesn't say, I lie in the dust, so I'm giving up. He doesn't say, I weep with sorrow, so I'm hitting the bars. He, he, he doesn't say that. No, instead of letting his emotions control him and then just spiraling, spiraling out of control, he lets them direct him to God, to God's word. And that's exactly what we need to do in our lives. And by the way, that's what this 100-day challenge is all about that we're in. Right now, we've got over 300 adults that are participating in this 100-day challenge. And if you're not a part of it, we would love for you to join. And basically, week in and week out, day by day, we're reading through the four Gospels together. We're saturating. What are we doing? We're saturating our mind with God's Word. And then on Sunday, we get a memory verse. We get some of the very words of Jesus, again, to saturate our mind so that we can let God's Word, that foundation, that rock, direct us and not just the everyday ups and downs of our feelings, our emotions. Now here's the third step to experiencing the new you emotionally. Build a godly support team. Build a godly support team. Now this is important because if you're going to experience real emotional maturity and health, you need other godly people in your life who will kind of help direct you and lead you and guide you through whatever it is that you're going through. 
People in your life who can you know, celebrate with you in the times of great joy. People who will be there to, to lift you up in times of, of despair. People who are there to you know, speak truth into your life when you need it, when you're, when you're getting off track. You see, that, it's an important part of being an emotionally healthy, mature person is you've got other godly people in your life, a team. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10 says this, Two people are better off than one. For they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in what? What's he say? Real trouble. Listen, God did not design you and I to to go through life all alone. He made us for community. So, where do you begin to you know, build that godly support team from? Where do you look? Where, where do you find these people? Well, I believe the first place you look is within your church family. You know, right here with, 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 within the church. You know, one of the things that happens when, when your emotions uh, are down, you know, when you're just going through that season of the you know, ups and downs of your emotion, you're kind of a, in a down place, is that it's in those moments, let's be honest, you don't feel like going to church, right? I mean, you don't. You, you absolutely don't. And, and it's kind of a, a catch-22 because, you know, you're, you're dealing with, you know, depression or anxiety or fear or grief or sadness. And so you basically tell yourself, you know, well, you know, I'm just not doing good right now. You know, I'm tired. I'm kind of overwhelmed. I'm not doing good. So, you know, I'm not going to go to church. No, I'm not going to. I'll just, I'll just watch it online, you know. I'll just catch it at home. And, and then, you know, that leads to, you know, the next week and the next week. Ah, I'm just not doing good. And so, here's what happens. I mean, let's just be honest. You know, the very thing that you need, you know, you, to, to overcome it, you don't do. You know, sometimes, listen to me, sometimes you've got to act in spite of your feelings. You've you, you got to pull yourself up in spite of your emotions and do the thing that you don't feel like doing. And you're saying, well, Pastor Chris, you know, you're telling me to be a hypocrite, to do the thing that I don't feel like doing. No, you know what? I'm telling you to be faithful. Because we don't act according to our feelings. Listen, again, in your marriage, if you always acted on your feelings and you never did the faithful thing in spite of your feelings, again, you'd be in jail. You'd murder the person that's sitting right next to you today if you always acted on your feelings. Sometimes you've got to do the right thing in spite of your feelings. Sometimes, again, you know, the very first thing that Satan wants to do in order to tear you down, is to separate you, is to isolate yourself. You know, maybe the next step for you this morning is to make a commitment to Coastal. You know, you know what? I, for a long time, I've been saying that church or their church. It's now time for me to officially say, man, this is my church. You know, our, our next uh, membership class here at Coastal, where you can say, you know what? I'm all in. Uh, it's there on your Connect card. Saturday, February the 8th, 9 to 12. We'll feed you. We'll provide child care. You know, come and say, you know what? This church is my church. You know, and that coastal, at our church, one of the best places to then connect with your church family after you've made that commitment is through our what? What do we call them? Our life groups. And guess what is in your bulletin today, everybody? 
Have you seen it yet? Go ahead and pull that out for me. This is your new uh, life group catalog. It's the winter, spring uh, semester of life groups. Listen, again, community is the great anecdote to having your emotions just overwhelm you. Because when you're feeling drained, you know, there's no better place for you to be rejuvenated than to be around people that you know, man, they're going to be there to pray for you, support you, love you, encourage you. You know, when, you, when you're at work through the week and you've had a tough day and your emotions all over the place, a life group, you know, a group of people that you're getting to know and they're getting to know you and you're doing life with, those people can give you a better perspective on life and keep you on track. So I want to encourage you today to take a leap of faith and to join a life group. Typically, here's what we do. We put this catalog in your bulletin the week before we have what we call uh, here at Coastal Life Group Sunday. And so next Sunday is Life Group Sunday. At Life Group Sunday, that's where uh, we have our normal service. It's a little bit shortened. And then we give plenty of time in between the services to go outside uh, to our Life Group tent. And we have a ginormous tent with a table representing all of our different groups. It's kind of like a job fair or a college fair, but it's a group fair where you're going to go outside, meet the leaders, see, see all the different groups, uh, see other people that might be joining that particular group, uh, eat snacks, ask questions. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, so we put this in your, in your bulletin now a week in advance so you can go ahead and start kind of figuring out what group you'd like to be a part of. Now, you don't have to wait until next Sunday actually to sign up for a group. You can do it now. You can do it today. You can do it on the back of your Connect card. Uh, inside you'll see the little groups and, it, you know, LG, uh, that stands for a life group. And then there's a little description and you can sign up for a group on the back of your Connect card or you can go home, take this home, check it out online and go ahead and sign up online. All of the groups start the week of February the 9th. And this semester lasts somewhere between 8 and 12 weeks, depending on your group, and they all end right around uh, Mother's Day. Now, so make a commitment. Become a part of a church family. Uh, make a commitment and, and be a part of a group, a group of people. Now, there are some times, however, when your emotions and your feelings are so big and so overwhelming that you do need to talk to somebody that can help guide you through. You know, maybe you're dealing with crippling anxiety or depression or a marriage situation that's really on the rocks. Sometimes a trusted, professional Christian counselor is a, is a very important step. And I know there's this kind of stigma for, um, among some people, this unhealthy notion that, well, if you're a Christian, you should really never have to have that. You shouldn't have to talk to a counselor because you could just pray yourself through. Listen, you know, or, you know, that's fine for some people, but I'm spiritually mature. I don't need that. Listen, that's a lie. That's an absolute lie. Uh, there, there's absolutely nothing wrong with talking to someone. In fact, I believe the best time to talk to someone is before you're at the breaking point. You know, before the ship is sinking. And they can help you get through that tough emotional hurdle. And here at Coastal, I've got a, a list of people that we could recommend to you if that's what you need. And so look at it. You've got the church, you've got being in a life group, a Christian counselor. All of these things can be important members of, of the team, your support team that you're building. The real question is this, who do you have in your life? You know, who's on your team? So here's the fourth step to being the new you emotionally. 
pinpoint the real reason for my negative emotions. Now, this is huge. Pinpoint the real reason for my negative emotions. First of all, listen, just acknowledge and admit that we all go through different seasons of life, and not every season that you're going to go through is going to be a happy one. There are going to be times when you go through a season that's of life that's very negative. Uh, there's going to be a flood of negative emotions. And when that happens, one of the keys to being emotionally mature is the ability to pinpoint where it's actually coming from. You know, what's the source of this? Now, the challenge, though, is that's not always a, a, an easy thing to do. It's not. You know, to, to know where the emotion is coming from. And that's why I'm going to keep going back to this. That's why it's so important to reflect on the Word of God and to run to Him. Psalm 139, 23, and 24 is a great prayer for all of us. Listen to this. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. In other words, ask God for help with this. Because I think sometimes we think we know the source of these negative feelings or these negative emotions when really it's something else. It's something deeper. In fact, let me give you three surprising sources of negative emotions. One is resentment. Harboring resentment. The inability to forgive someone, to receive forgiveness. It literally has the ability to make you not just emotionally sick, but listen to me, physically sick. Uh, Carl Menninger, a famous psychiatrist, is, was once quoted as saying this. Listen to this. If I could convince all the patients in all of the psychiatric hospitals, if I could convince them that they were forgiven, and then convince them to forgive those who hurt them, I think 75% of them could walk out of the hospital today. Wow. Let me ask you, are you holding on to any unforgiveness in your life? Any resentment against somebody? Because if you can learn to let go of that and learn to forgive it can lead to greater emotional health in every area of your life. That's a big one. Here's the second source of negative emotions, one we probably understand or recognize. Uh, stress. Stress. That's a big one, right? Let me ask you, do you feel like you're under a lot of stress right now? A lot of stress, a lot of pressure at work. You know, when you're, when you're under a lot of stress, whether it's stress at work, uh, financial stress, um, you know, occupational stress, relational stress, if you don't deal with it properly, it will lead to negative emotions. Think about it. It'll lead to making poor decisions. It can lead to a short temper. It can learn, lead to burnout and breakdown. So it's important to pinpoint what are the stressors in my life and how is it affecting me emotionally. Now here's, the, here's another one, uh, resentment, stress, and one I don't think we talk, we talk about very much or think about, it's lack of sleep. And I kind of mentioned that a little bit last week with the new you physically. Lack of sleep. Again, this might surprise you, but it's so true. Lack of sleep leads to emotional problems. Now, all the parents in this room recognize this completely, right? Because if you're a mom or dad, you got a kid, you know this to be true. Because if your child doesn't get the right amount of sleep, doesn't get that little nappy poo, right? What happens to your precious gift from God? They become a tyrant. They become an animal, right? 
I mean, and, and you'll even make excuses for them saying that, right? They're emotionally out of control. Well, they didn't get their nap today, right? So we recognize that with our kids. But guess what? It's the same for you. Without adequate rest, think about it. You get stressed out easier. You get angrier faster. And according to the Sleep Foundation, most adults need somewhere between seven and nine hours of sleep to be emotionally and intellectually healthy. Now, earlier I asked you, and I asked you on, on my Friday Five, that email, what emotion are you dealing with? Where, where are you struggling? What emotion is taking control of your life, maybe hurting you or hurting others? But now I want you to dig a little bit deeper. I want you to ask yourself this. What's causing me to feel that way? You see, I think it's important to pinpoint, yes, that I'm angry or that I'm feeling depressed or worried, but it's more important and it's a bigger thing to say, hey, I think I know what's causing this in my life. Because see, sometimes we'll say, you know, I'm feeling a little depressed today, and so the problem is I'm, I'm feeling blue. That's not the problem. Now, that, that's a symptom of a deeper problem, but you've got to ask yourself, so, you know, what's making me feel depressed? And so you dig a little deeper, and you discover, well, you're being criticized all the time at work, and you're not taking it well. Or you're in a relationship and it's not going well. It's bringing up some emotions and you're, you're taking it out on other people. Maybe you're turning 40 this year and you're not handling it well. You know, you're, maybe you're getting angry with your wife and you say, well, why? You know, did she, did she say something or do something? No, it's because you got chewed out at work and you've internalized it and you brought it home. So stop for a moment. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you to peel the onion back a little bit and try to find the true source of your feelings. And this is really an important step that you can't skip because if you want to tame an emotion, you do need to know where it's coming from. You know, you can't fix a problem that you haven't identified. So sure, understand what emotion keeps taking over and then where's it coming from? And remember, you know, whatever it is, you know, whatever's triggering that unhealthy emotion, I'm going to keep saying it. Take it to God. Run to Him. Share it with Him. And then listen to this promise from God. Isaiah, or Psalm 147.3. He heals the brokenhearted. In other words, God knows what you're dealing with. He knows what you're struggling. It says, He heals the brokenhearted and He bandages their wounds. To become the new you emotionally, recognize that God understands your emotions and, and run to him with them. Saturate your mind with God's word. Build that godly support team. Understand the reasons for your negative emotions. And then, here's the final step. Surrender my entire life to God. Surrender my entire life to God. Now, there, there's a lot of different ways that we typically handle our emotions. Uh, one is, again, we're just flat out ruled by our emotions. You know, you, you act on emotion. Uh, you make emotional decisions. You respond to people emotionally. Now, typically, for those people who do that, by and large, they're happy one moment, and then they can be sad the next. They're up and they're down, and you never know what you're going to get. And when you're around people like that, you tend to feel like you're kind of walking on eggshells. And some of you, you've had a parent like that, you have a spouse like that, or you have a boss like that. 
And it's very challenging to say the least. So that's one way, you know, to deal with emotions. You just ruled by them, act on them. But on the other side, maybe on the other extreme, there are those who just suppress their emotions. You know, they just work, work, work. They keep themselves busy. They just ignore how they feel, and they just press it down, press it down, press it down so far. They don't have to deal with it for now. You lose a loved one. And so you just keep busy and busy and busy, and you never really deal with your grief. Guys, that's not natural. You know, whenever you suppress your emotions and you pretend that you're not feeling what you're feeling, that's very unhealthy. Let me tell you something. Eventually, it will come out. It'll come out in a very negative way, destructive way. So you can be ruled by them, you can suppress them, or, or you can surrender it to God. Where you say, God, I know I am made in your image, and you have blessed me with these emotions. But God, I don't want to be ruled by them. I don't want to be controlled by my feelings. So what I'm feeling right now, I'm going to surrender it to you. Help me to deal with my anger. I know where it's coming from. Help me to deal with it. Help me to deal with my jealousy. Help me to deal with the fear, the worry that I'm going through. A great passage I want to leave you with that helps us do this is Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Many of you know it. It says this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. By the way, it doesn't say there, only tell God your physical needs. I think this also includes your emotional needs as well. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. By the way, one of the, the greatest, most healthy uh, emotions or expressions that you can have is, is gratitude. There's, there's so much power just in that, thanking God for all that He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Whenever you surrender your emotions to God, He has the amazing ability and power to replace your fear with His presence. Your sadness with his joy and your panic and anxiety with his peace. You see, the path to the new you emotionally, it's not, you know, willpower. It's not through inner self-reflection. It's through God's power. And the only way ultimately to receive God's power in your life is to surrender every area of your life to him. Are you ready to do that today? Maybe some of you are ready to do that for the very first time. Bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for creating us so wonderfully and complex and beautiful and or for all the emotions that we have the ability to feel and express. But God, we don't want to be controlled and ruled by our emotions. Um, again, right now, what emotion are you struggling with? And right now, as we're praying, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, would you just hand that over to God? In your mind, just 
Just give it to him. And remember, this isn't just a one-time prayer. Sometimes this is something that you're going to have to do over and over and over again. But, but start now. Would you just pray something like this? Dear Heavenly Father, I have this, this emotion, this feeling, this, this negative emotion that has a hold on me. And right now, right here, I surrender it to you. God, help me. Help me to determine where it's coming from. Help me to deal with it so I'm not hurting myself or the people around me. Pray this for it. God, we don't want to be emotionally driven people. We want to be God-driven people. We want your best life, the new life. Will you surrender that to him right now? Listen, if you're here today and you want to live a God-driven life, but you've never gotten right with God, you've never surrendered your very life to Him, then that's your next step to take right here and right now. Just say yes. Yes to Jesus Christ. Yes to becoming a follower of Jesus. Yes to giving your life to Him. If you need to do that, would you make that decision right now? Dear Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I believe, I believe that you are God's son. I believe that you went to the cross for me and my sin. I believe you rose from the dead and you are alive. And I surrender my life to you. And for the rest of my days, God, I just want to follow Jesus. And it's in the name of Jesus we all pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, have a blessed day.